There's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Parsi Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision Education at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. Low vision rehabilitation. Take it one step at a time. The recent loss of vision is truly one of the most difficult things that one might ever experience in his or her life. However, it is something that millions and millions of people experiences every day in the United States. There are eye conditions such as macular degeneration, which is the most common cause of vision impairment among adults over the age of 65. As the American population is living longer, we find that there's more and more people who are visually impaired due to macular degeneration. We also see that diabetes is on the rise, and most people are not aware that diabetes can have some very, very significant effect on the vision. In fact, there are many people who have diabetes that don't even know that they are losing vision at that moment simply because of the fact that they have not been educated. With these types of conditions of macular degeneration and diabetes, we see that there are more and more and more people who are suffering from vision impairment. One of the things that is very difficult with adjusting to vision impairment is the fact that we often expect it to be something that we can overcome right away. We're in a society now where we feel that the technology is such that we might have instantaneous cures. I know for myself, as I was losing my vision, I really was getting angry. I couldn't understand how come there was technology that can cure deafness in a person who was totally deaf. Or we could transplant a heart. Or we could send a man to the moon. But there wasn't something that could actually help me to see better. I wanted to see better in a quick way, just the way that I used to see before. As a doctor, I prescribed many types of low vision aids for myself, but none of them really brought back the vision that I expected. It didn't make things a lot easier simply because of the fact that I'm not a very patient person. But I found out later that one of the keys to understanding how to cope with low vision is to simply take things one step at a time. It might be a very small step at a time, but it is one small step after another, and soon you'll realize that you have made tremendous progress. I sort of think of it very similar to the whole thing of weight loss. I know that many times, after the holiday season, we might gain 5 or 10 pounds, and we're hoping that, gosh, if I just get one meal, then I'll be back to where I was before. My pants, my clothes will fit a lot better, and I'll be very, very comfortable. But we know that there is really nothing such as instant rehabilitation. If we want to lose weight, we either have to sacrifice by exercising, or we sacrifice by eating differently, or in some cases, some people will sacrifice their money and they will have surgery. We look at the same thing as to how does anyone adjust to any difficulty in life. If one loses a loved one, or if one undergoes a divorce, or if one is laid off, or if one develops another type of the illness, one has to take it step by step. Now I have found for myself that by taking things step by step, it has been something that really made it much, much easier for me. It has been two years since I've become totally blind, and I could honestly tell you that at this point in time, 
I don't think about the fact that I can't see. Believe it or not, every day I am so busy doing what I need to do, thinking about what I'm going to wear, thinking about what am I going to cook my kids for breakfast, thinking about what are the phone calls, who do I have to call this morning, thinking about what types of emails do I have to check and return. All of these things that are in my mind constantly are such that my mind is thinking about the tasks that I have to do, whether it's going to be washing the car, going to work, helping a patient, working on my computer, whatever that it is, that is what my mind is on. No longer do I think about, oh, poor me, I cannot see, or my life would be so much better if I could see a little better. In fact, I find that in many cases there's so many advantages of being blind. Because I am blind, a lot of things that used to really bother me, things that would bother me, for example, if my car was dirty, I would be so upset. If I came home and I noticed my lawn was getting a little bit brown, I would be upset. Or if I came inside the house and I noticed that there was a small little crack in the window or the drywall, I would be upset. But nowadays, because I don't see a lot of these things, I am really much, much calmer, much happier, and my family, they're a lot happier too, as you can expect. So remember, there's a lot of good things that also do come with being partially sighted or visually impaired. So the question then is, how do you take it one step at a time? How can you do this? Well, the first thing is to really start to begin to understand that the process is something that will take time. It'll take you a couple of months to be able to do some of the things that you want to do, but you want to set goals. You want to set goals and prioritize what are the things that are really the most important to you to do at this time. It might be that you're having the greatest difficulty with dressing. If this is what you're having problems with, you want to write down that you have the problem of dressing and you want to create solutions. Put yourself in the position that what if you were a doctor? What if you were a counselor? What would you tell another person who was blind or visually impaired and couldn't dress? You want to think about these things and you will come up with a lot of solutions. For example, for me, when I thought about this, I started to think, well, I know my clothes quite well. And by simply feeling it, I could feel the texture of the clothing. I could tell what type of a shirt it was. I also was later able to identify a lot of my clothing by categorizing it. I would use a safety pin, and I would go ahead and pin the safety pin in the cuff of my pants. If it was a single safety pin, then I knew it was going to be a black pair of pants. If there were two safety pins, it would be blue. If it was three, it would be gray. And I did this particular type of coding sequence so that I did it by alphabetical order. The same thing held true was when I was looking for a shirt that would match. If it was going to be something that had one safety clip, then I knew that it would match those pants. So it was something that sort of like the way that the kids would dress by matching the animals on their clothing. But this is something that worked very, very well. Now, there's many different types of things that you might experience difficulties with, whether it's shopping, transportation, it might be reading, or cooking. Well, whatever it is, these are things that there are many different types of solutions for, and what you want to do is to go ahead and prioritize what is your primary goal and do little things step by step. The next thing is that you want to contact a low vision rehabilitation center. They often have a lot of different types of reading materials that will teach you how to live with low vision. 
or also on Airs LA, www.airsla, we have a very, very large selection of podcasts, these audio recordings, that will tell you how to do so many different types of things with vision impairment. Once you find these particular types of materials, you will then have the knowledge to help you to take the next step. You might start out by just simply making coffee for breakfast, coffee and toast, but it might be that the following week you're going to get a little bit more courageous and you're going to start to make oatmeal, whether it's instant oatmeal or it's going to be microwave oatmeal. Either one of them could be very simple. But you take it step by step until you become more comfortable with learning all of these skills. So overall, remember, be patient with what you're trying to do and set goals. And you can achieve these goals step by step each day. You want to contact various types of low vision agencies. There's low vision agencies throughout the United States. In the East Coast, there's the Lighthouse International. In the Midwest, There's Spectrios, S-P-E-C-T-R-I-O-S. And in the western United States, in Los Angeles, there's a Center for the Partially Sighted. These are some of the largest agencies that do work with people with vision impairment. And they could also provide you with other referrals, resources where you might get other types of training and education. So I hope this information is helpful to you. And remember just to be patient and to take things step by step. Each day, try to reach out and do a little bit more until you soon can do those things that you want to do. For Airs LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshita. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited.